and welcome to 3Q, where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. I'm your host, Rachel Vogel, and joining us for tonight's episode is Tony Grotaselli, Vice President of Marketing at Talk Shop Live. Previously, Tony served as the VP of Digital Marketing at Universal Music Group's Nashville division, where he worked with some of the biggest names in music like Chris Stapleton, Casey Musgraves, Carrie Underwood, George Strait, Sam Hunt, and the list goes on. In his current role, he oversees all facets of marketing from digital and consumer marketing to business development and advertising. Tony's also an advisor for Project Music in Nashville and a professor at Belmont University's Mike Kerb College of Music Business. So without further ado, Tony, thanks so much for being here. Hey, thank you so much. Glad to be here. So here we go. Jumping into question number one. Imagine for a second you're sitting down with your 25-year-old self. What one piece of advice would you give him on a personal note? And what one piece of advice would you give him from a business perspective? Such a great question. Um, from a personal standpoint, I think the first thing I would tell him is you can't buy wisdom and that's okay. Just give yourself time to learn each of the pieces of the puzzle Mm -hmm. and play the game because over time you will figure it out when the time is right. From a professional standpoint, I would tell him it's okay to fail, but fail faster. (laughs) Uh, I would I would definitely look back at my 25 year old self and be like, it's okay, fail, keep failing. It's all right to do that, but make sure you fail faster and pivot because mm-hmm. you've got to keep going. Right. And that's just so important. And I wish at 25 I had known that and not dwelled so much on the failures. Is there any specific, without getting too into detail, any specific failure that like rings a bell and that has shaped you into the person that you are in work today? You know, uh, so previously before Universal Music Group, I had a business called Toga Entertainment, wonderful entertainment branding, social media company. And it was uh, me and some buddies from college, you know, started out hustling on MySpace pages back in the day. And it was awesome. Um, through the years, I ended up being the, the sole owner, employees, all that stuff, office, thought I was really hot. Um, and what it came down to is, you know, the business was failing for a long time. Um, and I kept wanting to keep it afloat because I was, you know, afraid to fail. And with that caused me to have some pretty big issues towards the end, both with some clients, my Mm -hmm. name, the company itself. Um, and if I would have known at 25 that it's okay to fail and, but the, but the, the impetus is to fail faster. Um, I would have quickly failed on some of those projects to then pivot and make my, make myself better with that company. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons why Togo went away. It was awesome, 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 awesome learning experience for myself. Um, me and my, my guys that started the business are still best friends to this day. Um, but if we, if I, if I would have failed faster, I do think it would have been around still today. It was a, you know, company in its prime when, when new media was, turning into digital marketing for those OGs that are listening to this and remember that um, <laughs> digital agencies were just becoming a thing. Uh, there wasn't many of them. There's usually one or two in every town at that point. Um, and so if I would have realized quicker, you know, that it's okay not to, to uh, try to win at every battle, or every fight or every project um, and failing and pivoting is also when sometimes 
that would have helped me in that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. I think especially for the young people in the business. Oh, yeah. Question number two. Every industry has its dirty little secrets, and we all know that it's no different in the music industry. And sometimes people think that's a bad thing, but that's not always the case. Sometimes they can be good. What's one secret you would like to share with our listeners about the industry? (laughs) Record labels aren't usually always bad. Okay. There's this bad rap that record labels seem to get. And mind you, you know, I, I... I'm lucky enough to be an adjunct at Belmont and do some classes here and there. And so I get to talk to the college kids directly a lot. Um, You know, and some of them have really strong opinions on record labels. Um, And I'm blessed to be able to have conversation with them and hear their, their side coming up and then tell them and show them how, you know, there are some bad things that happen at record labels. That's inevitable, but it's because of business and bad things happen in business, no matter where you are, what level or what size. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they just happen on really big scales when there's that kind of money at stake and that kind of brand identity at stake. But I've been really lucky to work at a great record label my career. Um, Universal Nashville is one of the most forward artist-friendly, artist-first, song-first record labels in the world, I believe, wholeheartedly. And it's proven by the artists that are signed and the artists that are just timeless forever, right? George Strait. You can't, you can't say George Strait's not here forever, Alan Jackson. Mm. But then you go down that list and all of a sudden there's Sam Hunt there. And that sound is so different. And then there's Casey Musgraves, album of the year, you know, two years ago, right? That's right. so different. Chris Stapleton, right? These are artists that will never go away, that will forever be generational artists. Um, and to have that, to be able to create that is not something that comes from a bad place. It comes from a good innate place. Um, and so the one thing I would say is, you know, the dirty little secret is not all record labels are bad. Whatever you hear, it's just noise. It's just words. Mm-hmm. Whatever you experienced, it was just one person. It was just one label. Um, don't take that and poison it for the, everyone else in the world. Understand mm-hmm. that business is a business and that, you know, record label people do care and we do want the best. And for us, it isn't always just about money. It is about the song. It is about the artistry. It is about creating your, your art we wouldn't have you on there if it wasn't your art and mm. just to come from a humble place from both sides, creates some special moment that lights that spark that hopefully creates that superstar. And that's what we're all fighting for is the same thing. So basically what you're saying is take a deep breath. Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's just, you know, the industry moves fast. It's inevitable. It moves so fast and that's not going to slow down. Um, but when you get in those hot moments, make sure your hot moments for a real reason. Make sure, you know, if you're going to burn the building down, if you're going to burn the bridge down, like you're just make sure like it's worth it. Cause right. you know, if you're, if you're on the other side of the record label and you're not on the record label and you're looking in, think about how much money they're putting into that. Right. Think about how many people are putting their heart and souls into it. Whether they like you or not, it's their job to put their heart and soul into it. And 99% of the time they do. Um, so just stop for a second. And on the other side, from the record label perspective, you know, we love it. That's why we're in it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, some people make incredible lots of money and some people make no money in the record industry. Um, but regardless, all of us are there for one reason or another, because it was the right opportunity at the right time. And most of us, it's because it's our dream. And, right. you know, we have to stop sometimes to remember that these are creatives and creatives are not business people at the heart. It takes a long time for them to get there. There's some incredible business people, Garth, Jimmy Buffett, George Strait, Alan Jackson. I can go down the list. 
you know, uh, look at P. Diddy. I mean, literally just incredible business people. They weren't incredible on day one. They got there. And so remembering that both sides of the equation is important to get to that superstardom. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well said. All righty. Here we go. Last question. Throughout your career, I can only imagine you've been asked a lot of questions, whether for an industry conference, the media, even a promotion. But throughout all those interviews and all those questions, I'll bet there was one you've never been asked, but would have liked to. So what is that question and what would be your answer? Mm. (laughs) So I got to give two for this one. Okay, please do. It's a hard hard sell between both of them. So the one I always think about first is who would you thank if you ever had that award? Right. If you're ever on that stage and, you know, you had that list, that paper list, everyone pulls out of their jacket, what would you, who would it be? Um, you know, and, and I will say mine is just as long as everybody else is, and I will forget just as many people. Um, but, you know, my wife, my family, my parents, you know, my in-laws, honestly. Um, mm. But then like Sarah Brosmer and John Lytle and Hannah Stanford from Auto Management, even Barbara Orbison, Roy Orbison's wife. Um, you know, I will say Leto Management, they, they were there from day one and taught me this business, but then we go to Universal and there's Cindy Mabe and Don Gates and Mike Dungan, um, you know, Brian Wright and Stephanie Wright. God, Stephanie Wright taught me so much about A&R. I knew nothing about A&R. Um, it just, you know, let me soak up everything from her. Uh, there, there's so people, but that would be the first question. Um, and the second one would be almost the opposite of like, who's behind it? who would you say is behind it making the world turn that you want to say their name? Mm. And what I would say is the entire digital team at Universal Music Group Nashville. Um, every single one of them, including the D2C team, including the, the sales team are changing with the times almost daily. And it's not called out enough. The people that are sitting there behind the algorithm going, oh my gosh, today photos don't work. We've got to change the video. Um, and so it's, you know, Don Gates again, uh, Jared Meyer, uh, Leah Ducey, El, uh, you know, Andrew Gilchrist, Jimmy, uh, Brian Chisholm, you know, uh, Shannon, Lindsay, Jamie Graves, let's go, Katie Huffman, Jesse Robertson, Casey Abbott, Sarah Bertrand, uh, these are people that never get their never get their moment, really. But just honestly, without them, nothing moves. Right. Nothing moves. Um, and they truly are the real warriors of the ship, right? I might be lucky enough to sit on this podcast with you, but without those guys in the background, I would never ever have this opportunity to sit here. It's right. really them who put in the work, and then me just making sure that the boat doesn't sink and we're going the right direction. That's really it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling really lucky. I just got the first look at your, <laughs> your full thank you speech. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Hopefully, I mean, I definitely forgot people. If I forgot you, I love you. Fans. Yeah. Cue the music. Well, Tony, it has been wonderful having you on tonight. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And to all my listeners, I know you enjoyed hearing from Tony just as much as I enjoyed chatting with him. Stay tuned for next week's episode of 3Q, where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. See you next time.